Peace, love, and light to the family. What's going on? It's the Prince Richie Moon. This is the Richie Moon Show. And tonight, I have a very special guest. Um, you know, oftentimes, a lot of us are on this journey. And I, I, I always think it's important for any journey that you're going on is to never forget where you came from, to to forget the beginning, the genesis. A lot of us are very far on this journey. We've taken a red pill and we've we've gone through our stages. We've we've met Alice and a rabbit and we've dig down deep into that into that into that hole. But I, I think it would be um I, I, I don't I think it would be very arrogant of us to not pretend that all of us are not at this beginning stage. And I think it's very important for us for those family members, those friends, those partners that are at that stage for us to go and grab their hands and guide them through that because maybe you didn't have somebody to help you do that. You had to figure out a lot of things on your own. So there's no reason to leave those to fall down pit holes that they don't unnecessarily need to. So with that being said, um, when I contacted the young lady, um, who is, let me give her her proper titles. She is an entrepreneur. She is a wellness advocate. She is a mama. She is a healer. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Richie Moon Show. Tarella Omana. Let me get some hand claps in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the comment section. Y'all talking about... <laughs> What's going on, young lady? How are you? I'm well. I'm full of... Uh, I just want to say thank you, first of all, for inviting me onto your platform to to discuss this it's very sacred and very special to me so thank you very much for this opportunity no problem thank you for being um open to it so i mean i just gave you an intro but please let the people know um who you are which i know that's a very loaded question to say who you are but um um, and we're definitely going to get into why that's such a loaded question as we get further into the bill but please introduce yourself to the family let them know who you are you know I am Sorella Omanya. I am from Pure Love and Light. Um, I was created in the dark in the womb, of course, from a beautiful um, indigenous and blackfoot Indian woman, my Mm. mother. Mm. I am on a mission to live a life that speaks more than just words, you know, a lifestyle that tells its own story. Um, I have two of my own businesses, um, her BM, which is blessed, you know, you being um, a master of your peace and a master, remember that you are blessed and that you're the master of your own peace. So it's Herbie and then the M is for master mm-hmm. and have clothing and apparel and accessories on that site. Mm-hmm. And my friend inspired that, um, when I used to have a federal position, um, Three and a half years ago, I would always scale out time with my children on the weekends and crafts and things like that. And we started doing tie-dye t-shirts, and a lot of people liked them. We enjoyed making them together. And my oldest son said, Mommy, you start your own business. I did. And then um, I left that. I left that position and started Herbie M. And then a little later on the line, I launched and started Holistic Make, which is all health and wellness products made, you know, cruelty free, all that, and environmentally free, well, environmentally friendly um, business. So 
That makes a lot of sense and sets us up um, beautifully for, for, for one of our first questions. So now that we know where we are at, um, I think it's important to go, let's, let's, let's go back to the beginning. Um, so first off, your name, um, where is that, that, that name? I, I love your name. Um, does your name have a meaning? Where, 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 where what is it from? Samoan because they call um they call their their their, their god like the energy the, the mana energy so like so I heard heard that and I just connected it with the Samoan energy. Ooh, interesting. That's a that's a that's an interesting mix. So um is it easy to assume that well first off where were you where were you raised at? My formative years I was raised in Fresno, California. Okay. I was in the valley. I was born in the valley. <laughs> Okay, shout out to the west side. <laughs> born in the valley. Um, we were there in Fresno until my mother moved us to Sacramento when I was going into fifth grade. So 
some years in Fresno and then the rest in Sacramento until I left. All right. So is it easy to assume that you were raised in a Christian household? Yes. Mm. Both 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 parents were they uh both parents you was at you 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 was at you was at church every Sunday, Bible study, all that good stuff? More so on my mother's side. Like on the other side it was like, This is just what we do. We're mm-hmm. black, we're Christian like you know, fall in line type of thing. It wasn't Right. You know, it was just like this is what we do, this this is who our God is, this this is who blesses us, this is you know. And it was more so told to me, but I didn't experience it in that way. Mm-hmm. So even yeah, I always felt very conflicted because I heard what was being said. I read, you know, what what the Bible was saying. Mm-hmm. I would be in Bible study, you know, I've been back all those things. But there still wasn't a connection that was there. I felt that it was just a lot of words, a lot of... Right. To be quite honest. And then, um, but my great-grandmother on my father's side, she was, now that I'm I'm older and I can understand a lot of things that she would say and she would show me, both of my, my, I'm like, my Gigi, she was my great-grandmother, but we were close like she was my grandmother. Right, you right. know, on father's side, and then I have my grandmother on my mother's side, who's mm-hmm. black, but in, and she had her own garden and everything. You Ooh, know, okay, yard like everything. She'll be out there like popping chickens' necks. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> like in the sink, like she would, she would do everything, like pretty much from scratch, like everything. Okay. I would go over to my, my Gigi's house and she had this beautiful garden, you know, fruits and veggies, just everything. And she would always talk about God. She um, would make quilts. She was really, really good with her hands. She did a lot of ceramics. Mm-hmm. And one of the most beautiful ones that I will never forget that she had in her house was a Nefertiti. And um, it was, ne- I didn't know it was Nefertiti. So, at what at what age was this? I was I was like five and six and seven. Like I can remember certain things from when I was three. So, okay, so I mean, I, I asked that because like this is the, the, those those are kind of things that like those kind of like sink into your subconscious at those ages. You know what I'm saying? You may not recognize it until later in life, but those kind of things sink into your subconscious and they feel like, you know, we'll find out in a conversation if they ended up playing a part later in your life. Yes. So, with her, like, and I just always loved being around elders. I I always loved being around just older people. Right, right. So, when I seen that she had that, I didn't didn't know to ask, what is that? Who is that? Mm -hmm. You know? Had her up there, and then she had Pharaoh up there, too. Like, I I didn't know. She she had a lot of different ceramics that she made with her hands, and they were painted in gold, just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And when I became older and started experiencing life for myself, when I seen the, the figures and the symbols again, I was like, okay. You know, it was starting to all come together for me because my Gigi, she, she never took me to church. You know, she never talked about Jesus. She never, like, forced that on any 
that's that was there. Mm-hmm. You know, she was very strong with me. Okay. On that tree that she would go out and just sit out at and just quiet. She just she'd be out there meditating, drinking her water, and she would just sit there, you know. Or she would go in the back where her plants. It was, I guess I could say, the best of both worlds. Right. When I would be with Rose and then go to my Gigi's house, mm-hmm. but I felt connection with watching my my Gigi and seeing just how she was with animals, with nature, with even how she prepared food, how she took care of us when we would be over there. It was a very spiritual, sacred experience. Right, right. So, so you said that you questioned things from the beginning, but what, what, what at what point, at what age? Did you feel like, at what age did did you feel like you needed to say something? You know, you've been, um, you know, raised in this Christian household. You said from the beginning there were, you know, um, I could very much understand that feeling. Because um, when you go to church, they're just, they're, they're saying a lot of words at you. And they're very passionate about these words. And everything is ours. And yes. And uh, and praise the Lord. And, you know, a lot of times those things aren't broken down to um, younger children. And, um, I, you know, you said that you're 34 years of age. And I'm, uh, and I'm, the, I'm the same age. So I know that around those times, you know, maybe now they're more open to explaining things and having dialogue and conversation. But I know a lot of the times during that generation, it was just shut up and listen. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're just we're just feeding you. We're just feeding you this and you just you eat it and you like it and you come back for more. So um, at what age did you feel like that you needed to say something? with anybody's religion we're just here to right. just we're just we're just here to say what it is and you're speaking about your experience yes thank you and in in my experience i always felt that it was an emotionally draining situation 
it'll take you up, it'll take you down, it'll take you up. Then you get out in life and you feel naked and not in a good way. It's like I'm prepared for the things that may come up against you. You're vulnerable, you're left to be manipulated, you're left to be all these different things. And I don't like feeling like a victim, you know? I don't like feeling like I have no say-so in what's happening to me in my life, Mm -hmm. you know? So when I became a mother, um, I had... I was in the military. I was in the Air Force for years. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, I felt I had to choose between my career and being a mom. And it was a no-brainer. I'm going to be a mom. Right. So I left that. And prior to me leaving that, um, my husband and I, we were able to conceive my daughter. And um, they told me, after my, son, my second son, that I wasn't going to be able to have children again. And so... Um, when I was pregnant with her, I was put on bed rest, all these different things. And after I had her, I went into postpartum depression. Oh. Like, I didn't even realize what was happening to me. Because one, it, it sounds so ridiculous now, but that this is really where I was, you know. One, this doesn't happen to black people. You know, like, this that's really what I was thinking like this happened like what is like what is this like you know that really was what I thought and two I felt that it wasn't real I was in denial about what was happening to me and how I felt you know mm-hmm. so um, I ended up really having to sit with myself in that because no matter how much I prayed no matter how much reading I was doing no matter how many times I went up to the altar nothing was changing Mm. like nothing nothing at all so um I ended up taking some time um away from the military and then deciding ultimately to separate and leave and during that time that was when I started to open up my mind more to Buddhism and at what what age is this I was in my late 20s at that time Okay, so uh, so so you're going so you're in the military. You have a family. You constantly, you know, you've been a Christian your entire life, and you constantly praying, you know, doing what you need to do, and you're not getting any answers. What is it? Has this been a buildup? I know you said that you questioned it from the beginning, but like, was this something that you just? through to the back of your mind you know just like because you know you're praying you're praying you keep going to church you keep going to church and you know all this but nothing is is happening so is this a buildup of frustration or is this just a you know like one day you just kind of just snapped and was just like you know what i would say it was a mixture of both mm-hmm. it was a mixture of both and through my frustration and I would just say just being inquisitive and going through like self um, I started to really be like open and awakened to God outside of what Christianity was saying and teaching me mm-hmm. so when uh, after I had my daughter and um, I started to research other you know practices ideologies um, Buddhism. I started reading. 
reading a lot of Buddhism books. Started. Um, that was the first time that I had changed my diet. You know, the things that I was eating, the things that I was watching, the things that I was listening to. And an opening really started to usher itself in. Mm-hmm. And I started to feel something and see things that started to correlate with what I had always known. Do you know what year this is? My daughter was born in 2013, so this was between 2013 and 2014. Okay, that makes, okay. Yeah, Gates was definitely open. Okay, all right, all right. That makes um, a lot of sense. So, um, I had started practicing Buddhism, and then everyone, you know, um, not everyone, but a majority of the people on my mother was kind of like, what is she doing? <laughs> Alright, so before be, be, before we get before we get to that part, before we get to that part, and I definitely I'm definitely gonna ask you a lot of questions about that. I would like to know um as a for for people that are watching, listening, whatever you identify with, Indian, Moorish, black, we're just gonna call it melanated for all of it, for all intents and arguments, debate purposes. Um as a melanated woman. How did you, this is something I've always really wondered, I've always curious about. As a melanated woman, growing up a Christian, how do you feel reading the Bible and essentially being blamed for the sin of humanity? It's very interesting because I never felt like I identified with that. Mm, mm. I never felt that that was where I originated from. Like, I never felt that inside. I mm. never, ever felt like that was my ancestor or that I never felt like that. Mm. So, so like, you, you said you said that, um, you know, like, it was kind of, like, forced on you. So, so this kind of, it seems like the religion of Christianity is kind of like a suit that you were putting on. But you never really felt comfortable in... In in the metaphorical suit. Mm, mm, mm. So when you started to op- when you started to allow your mind to open up to things, and you started to study um, Buddhism and, and, and other practices, did um, did it feel more welcoming? Okay, so so we building up to it. So, you know, um, I grew up in a Christian household as well, and you know, reading the Bible, the 
Egyptians are depicted in a very negative light. So being in Christianity your entire life, was it was it a hard trans was was it hard for you to um, read and watch things maybe about the Egyptians without without your um, without your Christian mind state? You know what I'm saying? Was it was it hard for you? Were you were you just judging them off rip? You know, I felt like like I said, I'm not trying to offend anybody. I mm-hmm. feel Christianity is very judgmental. Oh and, yeah, definitely is. And it teaches you to see really what is divine is bad. And then the things that are left out essentially lead you down that, that road to see Egyptians as a bad thing or to see a lot of things as bad that really are not. Right. Right. Um, I feel I feel like in the Bible other than, you know, it talking about how long a certain certain people were supposed to be enslaved and then kinda of glossing over oh his hair was like wool, all these different things. It it doesn't even truly depict melanated people. But when you really get into it and you're really able to get the Hebrew translations and all these different things, you see that, you know, melanated people are all all through it, you know, like the essence, which is what it really is about is what's left out. (laughs) Absolutely. 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 Answer your question. Most definitely. It's like taboo or witchcraft or, uh, you know. Mm. Um, I I had a friend that I worked with, um, very beautiful, very intelligent um, young woman, very very hardcore Christian. Um, because whenever a conversation of like astrology or numerology or anything came up like that, she immediately deemed it as witchcraft. Was that your perspective growing up in your household? Like, was 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 the, was the zodiac signs and all that? Was that looked at like you know witchcraft and craziness? <laughs> Listen, like so, <laughs> I, I've always been very drawn to those types of things. Mm. So, always loved the stars. I've always loved playing outside, making like in the mud. Like, I've always connected with that you know so when I came home with the ring that someone gave me mm-hmm. and I was look you know and I went to church with it you know I'm like look I was giving this mood ring and I, I think I was maybe like eight or nine you know mm-hmm. I was given mood ring she told me I'm a Capricorn you know oh take it out oh, oh no oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I, 
always been drawn to those things. Right, so, right, right, right. I I love that kind of stuff. I feel they all make up who we are. So Okay, so you weren't so you weren't like upset when when you started to open up your because usually what typically happens is people who are brought up in a Christian household and um, and this is from I'm speaking from experience you're brought up in this environment and then um, you know you take the aforementioned red pill and you have like your awakening and one of the first stages is like is, is, ang- is anger oh I was angry but not about stuff like that. <laughs> okay, okay, all right, all right. So, man, so my my bad. I'm jumping the gun a little bit. I'm jumping the gun a little bit. All right. So let's. So we getting there. We getting there. So at this point, you know, you started to open up your mind. Um, you started to study Buddhism, and you know, your family is just. I know your family is immediately just like they're clutching up pearls, just like oh, Tarella, girl. What are you, girl? What are you doing? <laughs> They're having the family, grandma calling auntie, having a family meeting. The girl, she is studying the witchcraft. First Sunday, she needs to be at the altar. Right, 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 right. Take her to the prophetess. So how did it, so how did the first conversation go about? Was it was it one of those things like were you kind of just hearing rumors of like you know the aunties and the cousins kind of talking, or was the did they eventually approach you and be like, yo, what, what what's going on? It was me. Very, when I'm in something, I'm in it, and I'm in it all the way. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy. Right, and ain't no half stepping. <laughs> my, my lifestyle will show it. You, you'll just see it. It's no hiding it. So, after the more research that I was trying, that I started to do, um, and helping me remember who I am, and you know where I come from, mm-hmm. where I really come from, my spirit body, and all of those things. Um, after feeding my spirit, you know, with the books, you know, the Queen of Fua books, reading the Kemet, reading the Book of the Dead, reading all these different things, mm-hmm. the universe took was like, you're getting ready to do a, like upload. I have read over 50 books in over three months. Mm-hmm. I was just like, reading. <laughs> I started to get really thin. I've always been. Yes, yes. really start to identify like like as 
like I was saying, like with Kenneth and then the Oshuns, I started to read about them, mm-hmm. you know, because um, I always loved the color yellow, and uh, it was just like, um, I used to like Tweety Bird. <laughs> <laughs> And so um, I was actually in a bookstore because I would love to go to secondhand bookstores and I would be in there for hours. And uh, an elder came up to me. I believe she was she was Indian, some type of um, um, Indian lineage. And she said, ooh, baby, ooh, oh, sh-. And she did this to my face. Mm. And I was like, like, you know. And then she kissed me on my forehead and I was like, Okay. It, mm. it bless me, you know. Right. So I started to look into that, and so then I started to practice, you know, having my altars and and all of that. So this is—I know it's a roundabout way, but this is how my family members really started, like, you know, because they came to my house, right? Altar, and they're like, <laughs> right, right, interesting. <laughs> They were spooked. Mm, mm, okay. They were, they were scared. Okay, okay. So at so at this point, you know, you're really starting to embody the lifestyle. Um, the reason why I, I, I'm asking you when when it was because I always like to keep timestamps because now I have a perspective of things. Um, there's a certain pattern that comes around. Um, it's, it's kind of almost like the Olympics. Every every four years, there is a there is an energy that comes around that that the Earth comes around, and that with that energy brings around a lot of information. A lot of people have their awakenings around this time. It happens um, every four years, and ever since uh, 2020, now it's been happening. Well, we're only in 2022, but the way the energy is moving, it seems like it's going to be happening every two years where um, a large amount of people get this wave of awakening and people start to just the veil starts to become parted even more. Um, I had my awakening in, in, in 2012, so I've been able to, with perspective, been able to go back to 2008 and see that there was a big awakening then with consciousness. And then go to 2012 with the mind calendar and everybody looking into that. And then 2016, um, you know, technology starts to, I mean, technology is always there, but technology starts to upgrade even more, giving more access, more access. And 2020, COVID happened. So even even larger amount of people started to get into spirituality and you know the, the veil started to be part of even more so um it's just it's it's interesting to see these these time stamps of where things are going but at this point can you pinpoint you know you started to open up your mind your family starting to see it um you're really starting to embody the lifestyle um you said the queen of fool books and all that but was there a particular time, a particular moment that you felt like the aha, the snap, the the red pill that I've been hinting at and going down Alice in Wonders, Alice in Wonderland's uh, rabbit hole. Was there like a specific moment or point when you can like say that that happened? Yes, that was. And you have to forgive me when it comes to dates. No, it's okay. It doesn't have to be like it don't gotta be like January second, four thirty-three. <laughs> Just like, you know, like <laughs> it was a full moon outside. <laughs> it was kind of it was kinda of windy. <laughs> it was really 
and this is the second year that she transitioned. Mm. Um. Ever yeah. since. I I shade to Gigi and all the other Gigi's that are, that are, that left this uh left this room. See, uh, ever since I can remember, I've always had very vivid dreams. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm. I would have dreams and downloads where it's like in my dream. I'll, I'll share a few with you. So, I'm sorry, I'm new to Arizona, and these lizards are huge. So I'm like, <laughs> it's all good. I look, I live in Miami, so I be seeing lizards all the time. So it's just like, oh. <laughs> I gotta get to Miami. Okay. So I would. I've always had very vivid, just vivid dreams. Mm-hmm always had a different type of connection just like with nature butterfly just you know it's just I see the messages I hear the messages I understand mm-hmm. but I did not have a space to talk to anyone really about it because the only people that quote unquote had talk about it were the prophets and I wasn't going to label myself as that I just knew what I was experiencing Right, you know, right. you, didn't, you didn't have a backboard to bounce this off of. No. Right. So, um, and I used to sleep. My mom said I used to sleepwalk a lot when I was little, and she didn't know how I would open these doors because I was so short in the yeah. So, um, <laughs> and, and, and that the first time that that situation happened, I somehow opened the door it was pitch black outside and I ended up in the laundry room that was locked and nobody knew how I got in there okay yeah all right yeah yeah, I was time traveling (laughs) right right clearly clearly you were time traveling but um to to my dreams Mm -hmm. um I would have dreams and I would know when people are getting ready to give birth and when people were getting ready to transition over. Mmm, birth and, and death doula. Yes, and the older that I got, I would be able to tell by my body how close the person was. If it was a distant person, like a friend, or if it's a family member, how close to my family was mm-hmm. and it started getting to the point where I had to my mom about it because it was scaring me right. and I like a lot to carry especially when I could feel something right you know mm-hmm. so um the most recent you know before my teaching it was my aunt and um I would wake up I would keep waking up like at two and three and I would be drenched in sweat you know but I wouldn't have had a quote unquote nightmare thing I just would be like okay like someone's getting ready to pass on and it's close because these this is happening like mm-hmm. two and three so then I had got a call on my phone and it was on a Friday and it was from an unfamiliar number and I typically don't answer unfamiliar numbers mm-hmm. 
but some people can't answer. And so, you know, I was like, hello, you know, and she's like, hi, baby. I knew it was a family member, but I couldn't catch the voice right away and wanted to be disrespectful and say, who is this? Mm-hmm. So I was trying to talk some more so mm-hmm. I could realize who it was, but I could tell by her voice that she was sick. You know, I could hear the weakness in her voice. Mm-hmm. So the more that she started to talk, she's like, I know you always love my biscuits. And that's when I knew it was my Aunt Shirley. Mm-hmm. Because always made her biscuits from scratch. <laughs> <laughs> it's just biscuits ever, you know? <laughs> so, um, I'm talking to her, mm-hmm. and she's like, Pumpkin, why are you quiet? And I just had tears going down my face because I knew it was her that was getting ready to leave. Ooh. Mm. No one had told me that she was sick. I didn't know she was sick. So, um, after that phone call, I my mom, and uh, she was like, well, you know, your aunt Shirley isn't doing too good, and she's actually on hospice. Like, she starts telling me all this stuff, and I'm like, why y'all didn't tell me sooner? Like, you know? So I went out there. She was still in Fresno at the time, and I went out there with her. And, you know, she... She wasn't responsible at all. Like, just within that short amount of time of her calling me and me going to see her, she wasn't responsive at all. And her eyes was really, you know, just really low. I hope that this helps somebody. I hope that this this is an opening or awakening for someone to know that you're not the only one. You're not strange. You know, this isn't a movie. This happens. And um, to embrace it. Don't let it consume you. Embrace it, you know. And so she was just laying, you know, laying, laying in the bed. And I just had the urge to just start rubbing her feet. So I was, you know, I just started rubbing her feet and started to it. And are you familiar with how babies, they coo, like they'll smile, like they'll, their eyes will be closed, but they'll smile mm-hmm. and hear you. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what she did. And so um, we left after that, and I heard in my ear, clear as day, she's going to pass early in the morning, the, the following morning. And so we were all at her daughter's house, you know, and I think it was like two going on three in the morning, the nurse had called and said she had transition. Mm-hmm. And that was rough for me because I had this feeling that it was someone close, but I didn't know who it was. Wish I could have had a little bit more time, you know? Mm-hmm. But going on to Gigi, um, my Gigi lived a long life, you know? She was 104, you know? And we always had a close, close. I used to talk to her almost every day until um, she got dementia and she didn't remember, you know, that who I was. Mm-hmm. I would talk to her like she was my homegirl. We would talk on the phone like all the time. <laughs> That's all beautiful. The- and so, um, and I would take each one of my children when I gave, took them to her because she couldn't travel, you know. I would take them to her so she could hold them. She would quote, you know, kiss on them, love on them. Like, I mm-hmm. think that's a girl. So, mm-hmm. 
you That's know, we didn't, we didn't stay as close as I would like, you know, after, after whatever, but it's like, we're closer now. Right, right, right. So, I get it. I definitely get it. So, one of my cousins on my father's side had reached out to my mom and said, you know, this is what is going on. And my mom came in there to me, and I was like, um, I just looked at her. Like, she was just standing there, and I was just looking at her. And I was like, is my grandmother okay? And then she just started crying. She's like, I don't, how did you know Shani called? We need, I was like, we need to go. She was like, no, I was like, no, we need to go. You know? So, uh. I think you brought up something very, very important earlier when you said, um, you know, when you told people not to be afraid, when you, when you, you know, you felt, you know, those are called death doulas. Death doulas feel when people are about to die, they help them through the process of making a transition from this life to the next one. But you were saying, don't be scared. And that's one of the reasons that I wanted to bring, you know, wanted to have this conversation because, uh, unfortunately, through the um, the European Christianity, the one that was taught to us, um, you know, the us seeing spirits and astrology as deemed as witchcraft and evil, but that is no different than catching a Holy Ghost. I mean, you know, eating some eating bread and drinking drinking grape and saying that somebody's body and drinking somebody's blood. I don't know what was more witchcraft than that, but. <laughs> I don't know what is more witchcraft than that. But I say all that to say is, um, you know, I, I think that's why it's really a good idea. Um, it actually, not even just a good idea, I think it's an absolute must not to take people away from Christianity. I'm not trying to take anybody away from the religion, but for them to look at the origins of Christianity and where the their passages in the bible come from because so so they can embrace that and i think they can actually double down on their on on their powers because a lot of times we just do it and just think it's something that's natural but if we understand our powers then we're able to double down on it and honestly at this age and where how i look at christianity is that that is my only issue with um with christianity i'm up here in new york with my family now and um you know, like I said, I grew up in a Christian household, so I made that transition a, a, a while ago. Um, I don't want to stop this, but what's going to happen is we're about to reach the 50 minute mark. And at the okay. 50 minute mark, they're going to cut this off. So I want to say, family, if this just randomly cuts this off, it's not because I stopped it. It's because Instagram cuts it off at the 50 minute mark. And I want to say if that happens just come right back on and we're going to sign right back on and just, and just, uh, and, and keep it going. And I, I say all this to say that, um, um, I think one of the biggest issues with, with, with Christianity and the way that we were brought up and we shouldn't blame our grandparents or our parents cause they were just teaching us what they were taught is, um, our interpretation of it, um, and how it's being taught to us. And, um, you know, there shouldn't be any guilt or, I seen, you know, you were speaking earlier about, you know, 
questioning and, and there being uh, guilt and shame being brought for how dare you question this. But I mean, there's contradictory paths. I mean, it's contradictory verses and 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 testimonies in the book. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I I think um, that's going to lead kind of to a second part of our conversation of, of of us as a people of us being symbolically and symbolically literate. Um, I think a lot of us are symbolically illiterate. So when we look at these stories, we're taking these stories as being literal things when they're just metaphorical things, when they're just parables, when they're just, you know, analogies. Um, and to and to bring that back to the point of um, people being scared, you know, like, you know, a lot of that time that's happened to, I grew up with a lot of women in my family and a lot of women in my family had vivid dreams and seen things and um when it was brought up it was kind of looked at like oh well i don't know she's been hanging out with them boys and doing this and doing that and it's just like nah you know if we had a better understanding of our religion then we would understand some some especially the woman usually the woman they're seers that's kind of like a feminine energy you know to see things that are coming up and stuff like that you know back in the old days before they went to war they would go see the the, the older council and usually the older council would just be women oracles. They, yeah yeah exactly they will be the oracles because the oracles are the woman you know the woman that gives the births and they're going to be the one to take care of all the men and raise the children if the men go out to war so um I'm really glad that you brought that up. I'm really, I'm really glad that you, um, that, that you brought that up and that you've, um, you know, you started to make your transition. So, uh, how did, how did your family start to respond, um, as they started to see, you know, cause one thing to talk about, but you started to, um, you know, really implement this into your life. And at this point you already have a child. So were they, um, worried about how you were going to raise your child with this, new perspective on life and I don't want to cut your wisdom but we got 60 seconds left so keep that so keep so keep that keep keep that question on mind and in family we got about 40 seconds left go grab water go take a piss break we're gonna come right back and we're gonna start this conversation right back up so matter of fact I'm just gonna go ahead and end the live before they end it all right and we're gonna start this conversation right back up family back so um how did your family start to was your family so I, I can imagine your family was already you know kind of giving you the side eye and already worried because you know you grew up in a christian household and you start to look into buddhism you start to look into other religious practices now you also have a child at this point so i already know the family's gonna they they're they probably already started planning out the the, the, the baptism even before you know you was a full nine months so how did your family's perspective uh, start to change on these things so really uh, it was it was a whirlwind because <laughs> you know, first like married you know mm-hmm. and really my husband he helped helps usher me into you know different perspectives because he was he knew about red pill okay he was watching videos 
but and and here I the church Bible study. I'm like, what is this? Like, right, right. are talking about this, and you know, like, and it was causing conflict between he and I. Yeah, because I'm like, we go in, we go to church, mm-hmm. and oh, bless their hearts. I wouldn't say that they were trying to have ill intent, but it's like, oh, do you have the Holy Ghost? Has your husband been baptized? Does he have the Holy Ghost? He needs to go down in the water. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's just looking like, you know. Oh, he got red pill on blast. Like, now I'm talking, like, you know, and I'm just like, you know, like. (laughs) I can only imagine. I can only imagine. (laughs) I'm like, Right, right. But what I had to really sit with myself and be like, why is this bothering me so much? Mm. Why? Is it because they're saying this at church or is it because I really feel conflicted? Like, why does it bother me? They're Mm. on here talking about melanated family. They're talking about being financially literate. Talking about, you know, holidays that really shouldn't be holidays. Like, they're on here coming with facts. Like, why? upset about this why is this a problem you know so it really wasn't until I started doing my own research and things like that that I was like you know what we have to go till they are right 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 I think I think it's now I think that's a natural feeling though to I mean you know you grew up this, you know, you grew up, um, I always use the Jack and the Beanstalk thing. Um, you know, if we grew up learning that Jack and the Beanstalk was the origin of life, then that's just how we would just go about thinking things went. So when somebody brings a completely different perspective that's going against basically everything that you've been raised into, you know, that's a natural reaction to be like, what you, what you, what you mean? Hold up, hold up, what you, what you, what you mean? But I'm glad that you, um, I'm glad first that your husband, shout out to your husband for bringing that to your attention. And I'm glad that y'all were able to um, have those differences and, you know, obviously, you know, come out on the other side and being able to be like, oh, okay, I see where, I see why you, why you would listen to them. Because I have heard of instances and speaking from experiences, um, Attempting to put a young lady on to that type of information and her just being, no, absolutely not. Like, me and you were done. And it's just like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> I mean, you were much more deep into it. Now, you're married, child, and all that. But still, you know, I say y'all to say that relationships can most definitely, relationships, no matter what friendship, romantic, whatever, those type of bonds can most definitely be broken by different perspectives of, of religion and ideologies and stuff like that. So, were relationships in your family affected because of your diff- from your change of perspective? Oh, yes. Um, I have cousins that I thought I was really close with, mm-hmm. and those relationships are no more. It, it's, it's not because of my account. It really was because... I would not conform to that type of thinking. I I went through, and I still get frustrated and angry at times. Like, when I would hear, when we did speak, and 
her say certain things like, oh yeah, I'm t- you know, but is this what God want? Or, you know, oh, Jesus, this, this, and this. And I'm like, girl, you sound so weak. Like, no. Like, that, that really would be my mindset. You know, I, I would be like, no, like, what, how are you saying you free? But you, you know, like, I would, it just, it didn't sit well with me. Right. It would anger me. Like, no. Do you not know you're limitless? Like, do you not, you know, do you not know you are the stars, the sky? Do you not know you are water? Do you not know this? Like, why are you minimizing yourself? They're <coughs> coming to certain things, and I would, I would have to do my best to make sure that it's coded in a lot of because yes, very, you know, I used to be defensive like that, you right, know, right, right, right. It, but it was to the point where it was just, it, it was, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, <laughs> from being from, from when, you know, when I first started my journey, I was aggressive i was the family i was a bit of an asshole to be honest with you at first when i started to get this knowledge i was a bit of an asshole because like much like yourself there was growing up in a christian household there was always a part of me that was just like but but and my mother she um my stepfather he was from jamaica so in our household growing up from like one to like seven years old he had a picture red black and green of Martin Luther King Malcolm X and Nelson Mandela and he would always tell us that we used to be kings and queens in Africa that always stuck with me never any detail any of it but it just we were kings and queens in Africa red black and green all right boom boom, 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 boom. and then you know when you're you know going and being at the bible studies and stuff like that and then they're you know speaking about the Egyptians and all that and they're just like slandering them so much and it's just like I don't know fam like this just doesn't this ain't this ain't this ain't rubbing this ain't hitting it this ain't hitting the way it's supposed to be you know what I'm saying there's something just a little off about this I don't know what it is I can't call it I ain't got no no proof at the time but it just feel a little funny you know what I'm saying (laughs) so I definitely, um, I definitely totally understand where you're coming from with this. So it's, um, so yeah, so some family members where the dynamics of our relationships have changed. Mm-hmm. Um, some friends, mm, not really, because I've always just kind of been like to myself. So it's like the people that are my friends, like they're my friends. Mm. They're just like what like you because i'm telling you you used to go so hard they're like you you're not a christian right 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 do do you have any of the family members that attempt to understand because there's always the family members that want to understand like well okay well tell me about it yes i feel like it was more of a wanting to understand because they wanted me to come around Mm. Shame me. You're right. not going to 
oh, I'm the devil, I'm this, I'm that. Like, no, I don't, I know that that's not true now. Right. Like, it may have worked, uh-huh. but I know that that's not true now. So, no. Oh, okay. Okay. What 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 has recently started to well not recently but what happened a couple of years ago, um, as my family started to becoming more accepting, of just my perspective on things is, uh, I started to not use the Bible on them, but what I would take passages from the Bible to further emphasize my point, to 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 give them a broader perspective because um usually what happens is you know you get this awakening you take the proverbial red pill that we've been talking about go down the black hole and you, you usually get angry because you feel like um you've been lied to you know you've been right you've been lied to then after you get over your anger then you you know you're on this quest for knowledge and then you know you're at at this point where you're attempting to convince everybody of everything that you've learned and then you realize people can only meet you as deep as they've met themselves so then you kind of fall back and then you know you start to you know you just accept that you were chosen to indulge into this knowledge and not everything is for everybody so there's a lot of different levels and ways to describe it is there now um now that you're, I would assume that your family have come to some place of acceptance of this. Somewhat, yes. <laughs> so like, so like, I, like um, so when you say somewhat, is it like um, is it something that's talked about, or is it kind of like one of those elephants in the room? any perspective um you know with with 2020 um which i found man i was so disappointed in the christian community in 2020 i was so i was like this is y'all time to shine y'all been beating us over the head with these bibles for years and years and the stage is finally set covid vaccine market of beast bible Here's the stage. Take it away. <laughs> and then they at church with mask on, talking about Jesus, and told them to get the vaccine. God damn son of a. <laughs> no, when I say when I say that was just, no, that really caused a rift, like in my family. Right. Like I bet. they would only let certain people come over if they were vaccinated. <laughs> Like, there was a, listen, there was an email sent out, and they were like, you know, if you're vaccinated, then you don't have to wear a mask. I was like, listen, I love y'all, but I'm not getting vaccinated to come to no barbecue. Like, like, we ain't gonna be there. Send a Zoom link. Send a Zoom link. I'm not, no. No, no, no. And the conversation would change to, well, you know, are you gonna get the kids vaccinated? No, I'm not. No. Get out. You know what? Get out. Get get out. No. <laughs> Conversation. No. no. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like I try I try to be like very like 
cool about it, mm-hmm. but I laugh about it because it's it's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You know, like it's ridiculous. Yeah, I was really I was really hoping that you know they were gonna come through and be like, no, this is the mark of the beast. Da, 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 da. I'm like, yeah, they about to go in. We fin- we gonna unite. We finally gonna have one thing to be like, yeah, yeah no, no. And it was at each other's throats. Like, I remember doing, um, I was like on a Zoom with my uncle. He wanted to do Bible study. Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm reading, you know, reading with him and stuff. And it sounds like it's a whole bunch of people over there kicking it, you know? Mm-hmm. So. I'm just like, oh, well, I didn't get the invite, you know, I would have liked to come up, whatever. I'm like, oh, everybody vaccinated, that's why I didn't know. <laughs> and I'm the type of person, it, it, I just, oh, okay, that's your home, that's your requirements, that's how you want to do it, cool. I won't be there. Right. Right. Because well, I have not, and I will not. <laughs> right, that's, yeah, that's yeah, my, so... So, what did so now that you've on the more or less on the other side? Um, do you have a different relationship with Christianity and the Bible? I feel that based off of experience, that's when the divine is able to speak to us the most, mm-hmm. and whichever frequency that we're at, because each of us means that much to the divine the energy would try to reach us Mm. so if we're only able to digest the divine in Christianity then that's where it's at for some people if we're only able to digest as Buddhists then that's where it's at for some people Mm. I I feel that though the Bible has a lot of contradictions there's also it was taken from a lot of true sources yes. you know so there may be like you know the Ten Commandments it's part of you know the law you know you know so it's sadly counterfeits knew what they were doing mm-hmm. <laughs> but been there to get you hooked because our soul resonates with divine truth right so just a small piece of brain in there of that divine truth is going to catch on to it because we're, we're meant we're meant for that to receive that to crave that to want that you know to eat our whether it's that way or if it's the pure way you know getting downloads and things like that and then myself through experience through the pure downloads and things of that nature then I'm divinely guided and able to interpret things in nature that are already telling me these same messages. I'm able to read in the weather the things that are already telling me these messages. Mm-hmm. I'm able to those when I'm reading something, okay, this is from divine, this is more just from the physical side. Mm-hmm. You know, and be able to dissect and eat accordingly instead of just eating everything. Right. You know? Right. So, I, I don't think that Christianity is a bad thing. I don't. No, no. I don't think any religion is a bad thing I think it, it all has to do with where the individual is and where they want to go ultimately where do you want where, where do you really want to go I agree 
Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. Uh, I remember during my angry phase, bashing um, not only Christianity, but just religion in general a lot. But now that I have some perspective, no, absolutely not. Um, no, it's religion isn't bad. It's the way that they don't interpret it. That, and that is really my issue with um, with these pastors and these preachers, because most of them do know. Mo- 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 most of them, they are very much aware, and they don't let their congregation know. And I don't think that's taking away from anything. I think that adds more validity to the story. You know, when we're talking about the story of Christ, why, you know, it's, it's a title. It means the anointed one. It's not a name, it's a title. All of us have that Christ energy in it. You know, we die at 33 because we have 33 vertebrae in our, in our back. And it goes up and the light is the light in our brain. And that's my issue with it. It's just like, why are we not, why is it not being taught from a metaphysical standpoint? You know, um, you know, when the sun's walking on the water, yes, the sunlight literally hitting the water. And then it's just like, and that's not the takeaway to say that there wasn't a person that fit those attributes that are stored at their talent, but it's just like, give him his proper name, isn't it sure? You know, they have a whole shrine for him in India, like give the proper perspective of it, you know what I'm saying, instead of this very, con- if it, you know, this condensed Old Testament version made by um, men who didn't like women. It's, you know, so that's a whole, that's what always baffled me about it too, especially um, you know, being a melanated man, growing up with a melanated woman, that's why I asked you that question. Like, what was your perspective on it? Because, um, you know, they already treated the woman like second-class citizens. So to be a melanated woman, you know, they, you know, they beyond, you know what I'm saying? Beyond, like, is subhuman. So that, that always, that always baffled me about um, our people when it came to religion just like the woman like the birth the, the, the mothers of civilization y'all don't ever y'all don't ever question this this, is, this doesn't make y'all feel any any kind of way <laughs> I would say um, going back to what you were saying um, as far as speak more about the metaphysical side mm-hmm. wouldn't you agree that it's more of an experience like people can't if they can't properly depict it if they haven't experienced it. Like, if they're they're not in the experience, they're not going to be able to teach on it or speak on it, especially if their life already doesn't show it. Just like, it's just like when I had, when I had told you, you know, how I was, all those books. You know, because you've experienced it. So you know, right. you know, what, as if I spoke to someone else and said that, oh, there's no way you can read that many books into the, you know, it's like they don't know. Yeah. Once you get, once you get hungry for that information, it just, it's a, it's literally a nonstop thing. It, it, it consumes you. They haven't experienced it, so they know. Oh, this is a good question that somebody asks. Um, yo, yo, yummy mama asks. Does your family try to put Christianity in your children's ear on the low? Mine does. Oh, they don't do it on the low. They do it on the high. Ooh! <laughs> let me come in and praise Jesus. Lord, have a... 
living, you know, with and around my children, they're free thinkers, you know, so very inquisitive, (coughs) and they're very respectful, you know, if someone is saying, you know, oh, did you pray over your food? Yes, I said, thank you, God, thank you, Dad, thank you, Mom, you know, why you say that? Because my mom cooked it, or my dad made it, or, you know, and I thank God, well, who is God? That people will ask these type of questions. Right, right. And children, you know they're so open. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, God, why are you asking me? Mm. That's how my children are. Mm. Mm. That's beautiful. That's beautiful that you're raising them with um um with with with, with, with an open mind. That's that's good. So so they can um they can choose their choose their own path their journey on their own and know if they any type of question they can ask first ask themselves ask yourself first and then know that mama's here too and I'm gonna help you as much as I can mmm mmm I like that I like that I like that um so now that you're you know on the other side of things um you know you're kind of You've not even kind of. You come to a place of acceptance with yourself, with your family, with your friends. Um, what is, what is, what is, what is, how, how you feel, where do you feel like you're on, where do you feel like you are at now on your journey? Learning patience. Mm. Learning to be patient and uh, a bit more soft with myself and other people. Hmm. Does that mean tapping more into your feminine energy? Yes. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, the parts that Christianity killed. You know, I'm keeping a butt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was demonized by Christianity, you right. know? Right, right, right. Right, right, right. So how do you... So, um... For someone listening, especially you know, focus on our, our our young woman, our young melanated woman, um, listening to that, how, in your experience and what you've been going through, how have you been able to reclaim back your your, your softness and tap back more into your feminine energy? Oh my goodness, that's such a loaded, beautiful question. <laughs> mm. Alone time. Mm. I spend a lot of time with myself. Mm-hmm. If I'm not reading, I'm painting. If I'm not painting, I'm watching something that I just want to watch. Like just really just nurturing myself, spending time with myself. What do I like? What am I naturally drawn to? Why am I naturally drawn to it? Mm-hmm. Just doing things like that, being mindful of what I music for a reason <laughs> it's all in the words <laughs> birds are so powerful you know yes. I used to be just you know I wasn't I'm making things sacred again yes yes I love that that is how you do it 
I love that. I love that. I love that. Finish. That's just where you start. Right. Um, uh, yellow, yellow in the, in the comments said facts. Me too. Yeah. Um, making things sacred again is definitely, uh, is, a yeah, something that I think we all should be practicing, whether, um, man or woman, definitely practicing making things sacred again. Um, well, now, you know, same type of question. Now, on the other side, how do you feel that Christianity has helped you? Um, now that you have a different perspective of it, how do you feel that Christianity has helped you on your journey? I'm going to make you later. That kept me off a lot of people's ass. No. <laughs> <laughs> they, said y'all, they said a lot of y'all from an ass whooping. That's what, pray, pray, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Jesus just saved a lot of a lot of boots and asses, you know say praise the Lord, praise the Lord. You know? Um, <laughs> it's shown me that you can any real relationship you can't have through somebody else. It has to be you and that person. You and that you you and that freak. It can't be all my mom and them save, I'm saved <laughs> That's no. That, that might be their experience it's not yours Right. you may have a completely different experience and you wonder why you're so frustrated because you're trying to have their experience through them that's not how that works you gotta have your own experience mm-hmm. so that is, it definitely showed me that you know that it's important to have your own experiences and not be afraid to have your own experiences mm-hmm. and your experiences are for you until the divine aligns it so that someone is able to digest your experience because everybody's not ready to hear it. Right. Everybody understand. And it's okay. As long as you divine understand. That's all that matters. Facts. That's your that is your cross to bear, the dunce. Um so as we start to wind down a bit, um is there anybody in is there so you said you like to paint, yes? I do. I'm I'm like a beginner, by the way. Like mm-hmm. I paint off of okay. an emotion. So it's like, oh, you know. <laughs> what 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 are one of your favorite things that you like to do? Well, it could, it doesn't it, it could be in general you know it could be cooking it could be something that you like to eat it could be a TV show it could be painting while you're talking to somebody you know listening to music it could be it could be any one of those I really love and enjoy being outside with my children okay just allowing them to run about and do what they do and I'm just in the sun they're eating something reading or in nature. Just, yeah, just a nature outside. Okay, so if you could take a nature walk with anybody in history, whether that be from the past, maybe it's oh. from maybe it's from the present. I don't know. Maybe it's from the future. I don't know. If you say anybody, anybody, who would you choose? To, who would you choose to have a nature walk with? Anybody or any energy? Like you gotta help me out here. You go ahead. You 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 say whatever your heart's desire is. Ooh. 
want to go on a nature walk with Goddess Ma'at. <laughs> Give me one person from the present. One person from the present that you would like to go on a nature walk with. Hold on, I have to say is I would also want to walk with Malcolm. X. I would want to walk with him. With who? Malcolm X. Okay, Malcolm X has come up. That's 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 the name that's come up uh, a couple of times. Nature walk. I would definitely want to walk with him. Uh, and. From the present, because mm-hmm. I feel that she's still here. Um, Asada Shakur. Okay. Uh, who else? This is a bear. There's so oh, many. My- there's so many options. I know. I know. I know. There's so many options. It's, there's like so many, so many. Like the present. Like I don't know. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's alright. It's alright. Okay. Like okay. of course, like present, like queen of food. Like yes, I would love to walk with. Or like. Um, that's good. It, there's no, there's no expectations, or, or just, it's, it's who, it's whoever, whoever you would decide to, you know, spend that time, spend that energy, you know. It's, it's loaded because you sit with yourself and your limits, you know, and you being this, you can tap into those energies. You can call those energies to you. Mm-hmm. And you so, most definitely can. That's why I'm like. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> It's all good. It's all good. So, what about, huh? What about you? The question for you. What about me? Oh gosh. Oh man, I've answered this question a lot. Uh, who would who would I kick it with from from what from the present? From the past, and well, people that may have transitioned on in the like the present. Um. Somebody that I would love to, somebody that I would kick it with is um, Marcus Garvey, without a doubt. I'll definitely kick it with the, with with the, with the great, with the one of the greatest leaders ever, ever. August seventeenth. Um, and from the present, um, uh, if I kick it with somebody from the present, it just probably would surprise a lot of people. But if I can kick it with anybody from the present, um, yeah, probably would surprise. Well, this wouldn't surprise people that, that that know me personally. But um, I would probably kick it with the Rock. That's who I would kick it with. I would definitely kick it with the Rock. Um, yeah, yeah. Keep yeah. it, keep it nice and keep it nice and uh, keep it nice and simple with that one. 
kick it with the rock. <laughs> so Okay. Um we know you know Huh? What was he gonna say? The Rock? Are you talking about the wrestler? Yeah, the Rock, yep. Are you talking about the wrestler? Okay, yeah. Just make sure I'm tracking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll kick it with the rock. I'll kick it with the rock. Dwayne. Um so, you know, a big part a big part of manifesting is is speaking things into existence is uh speaking things as if they have already happened, claiming things. So the last question that I will ask you is I would ask you to tell me a dream that you want to manifest, but I would like for you to tell me from from the perspective that you've already done it. Song, 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 song going on her phone. Hold up, hold up, hold up. She in the middle of giving us these powerful affirmations. Hold up. Don't do that, IG. Don't do that in the middle of affirmations. Come on, IG. Come on now. Don't do that. Ah, uh, I don't know what was going on with her phone. Something happened. She was in the middle of giving us some um, very powerful, insightful, um, collegiate and strategic uh, affirmations. You know what I'm talking about? Hold up. I'm about to bring a break back on. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up, family. Hold up, family. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Let me talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. You see how they do it? I see. I see. I see. I see how they do it. You was in the middle of those 
beautiful affirmations. And now, you know what I'm saying? You know, so please, please, please continue to magic. Don't don't let IG's BS ruin ruin, ruin your team that you was on. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you was on the wave, girl. You was on the wave, girl. You was on the wave. <laughs> You was on the wave, Eyes. You don't be hating, Eyes. You don't be hating, fam. Don't do that. It ain't a good look. <laughs> you know, and you know what? And this is a perfect example of the breath work that we did all the way in the beginning. It's all right. Just you know, big breath in, hold for, and release. set yourself and go ahead and continue those beautiful affirmations that you are blissing us with I don't know why it happened so it's like I don't want it to happen again so I'm like I'm going to close my eyes <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes uh, what was the last thing that I said I think it was I am beautiful <laughs> oh, okay. I am free. Mm. I'm aware. Mm. I'm free and I'm aware. I am consciously available. My shadow is my ally. Sure. I am free to roam in this realm and the next. I'm Thank you so much. That was beautiful. That was, um, yes, that was beautiful. That was much needed. Um, as somebody that usually is saying the affirmations or leading the breath work or whatever the case is, it feels good to be on the other side of that. So thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, thank you so much for being open and talking about your journey. Um, is there any things that you would like to, is there any words or last stories or, or anything that you would just like to, to, to leave the people with? Well, well, before you get into that, first off, can you please tell the people once again, where, where they can find you at, if they would like to tap into some of your divine products and whatnot, um, please, uh, let the people know. Okay. Um, 
I have a website, www.herbym.com, where you can get clothing and apparel that I have available for men, women, and children, um, and accessories. And you can go www.holistic-maven.com for all wellness holistic products I have tea I have shampoos I have oils um, I also have alkaline water it's put out right now but and I also have some amazing um, matcha root tea um, from Africa um, yes everything is eco-friendly you know um, cruelty you, you can buy with the, the clear on both sides. Good. Thank you. Thank you. You can reach me on, on Instagram when I'm not hacked. <laughs> <laughs> you can reach me on Instagram, Sorella underscore money. And I also have um, official Herbium uh, Instagram and Holistic Name Instagram as well. Um, is there any last words that you would like to uh, that you would like to leave with the people? what you're doing and I'm grateful that you are stepping out and having faith in your own abilities and knowing that you are the master of your own ship and doing so doesn't make a person feel inferior or uncomfortable when I'm here you're not only divinely listening you're teaching in a very delicate gentle way and I very appreciate it um, that's a sign of a real leader it really is so I thank you so much for that I'm very grateful for that and to the, the people that took time out of their day to come and listen and um, watch I thank you for your time because time is very precious though it really isn't real it's precious right. <laughs> and um, mm. we're all connecting in such a beautiful way so even if you weren't able to take away anything I'm sure throughout the week it'll you'll see it come up in a way. So thank you, everybody. Mm-hmm. Ashe, uh, thank you once again for being open, for being vulnerable, for sharing your story, for um, you know, family. You know, we didn't. You know, I don't know her. Um, you know, what I'm saying the power of Instagram, and she agreed to 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 be on the show. So thank you for that, and yeah, I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to seeing all the magical things that you got coming up and for the family that might be listening to this that might just be coming into the live now um you know this video will be up right after this conversation is over and the podcast will be out tomorrow at 4:44 so 4:44 my time is i'm not sure what 4:44 your time would be huh he said 4.44 your time? Yes, 4.44 um, p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time tomorrow. I'm not sure what that would be on your time. Is that 1.44 here? Um, I think that would be 1.44. Yeah, that would be 1.44 your time. Okay. Okay, so we got 1.44 your time and be out 4.44 my time. And yes, family, Um, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you once again for coming on. Collaborate and 
do some work together. Yeah, I'm 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 here for it. I'm here for it. Yeah. Yes, I'm definitely here for it. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for tapping into the Richie Moon Show. Once again, the podcast will be out tomorrow. Um, I have a new vlog coming next week. Um, this might be my last show in New York. No, I'll probably do another show in New York. Yes, no, it won't be. Definitely won't be my last because I have some very exciting solo endeavors that I'm going to embark into and all that. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about that another time. But thank you. Thank you to my guests. Thank you to the lively audience. And um, this video will be up right after the conversation ends. Podcast will be out tomorrow at 444, wherever you listen to podcasts at. Remember, the value that you mirror in yourself can be placed onto others. This is the Prince Richie Moon. This has been a Richie Moon show. This has been Tarella Omana. I love that name. That's such a beautiful name. Tarella Omana. <laughs> Thank you once again, young lady, young queen, for being on the show. Um, that's it. Bye. Peace. Bye. Peace. <laughs> Peace over life, family. <laughs>